Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. On this podcast, rather than thinking about movies and TV shows like critics, two thumbs up, two thumbs down, loved it or hated it, we talk about what we can learn from them as screenwriters. We look at good scripts, bad scripts, scripts we loved, and scripts we hated. For a full transcript of this podcast, as well as information about how to study with me online, you can visit my website, writeyourscreenplay.com slash podcast. Okay, it's January 1st, which means if you are a writer, you probably just made a New Year's resolution. It also means if you're a writer last year, you probably made a New Year's resolution. And it probably means that you also fell short of whatever resolution you made for yourself last year which probably means that you're already feeling a weird mixture of confidence and doubt, of hope and fear, of confusion and relentlessness, right? It means that you're probably already excited to overcome whatever you feel like you missed out on doing last year and also afraid that history might repeat itself. So, On today's podcast, what I actually want to talk about is goal setting. I want to talk about how to set goals, not to create the change overnight, which we all know doesn't happen, but how to set goals that actually set you up for success and that actually create the long-term change that we are all looking for in our lives. And this is so valuable, not just as a screenwriter, right? Um, This is valuable in literally any endeavor in your life that really matters to you. Anything that you're doing in your life where you're trying to do something hard that you can't just do in one sitting. It's not something you can just check off of your asana or your reminder list, right? It's it's something big that requires continuous effort. Um, And... Often these big things that require continuous effort, um, these super objective kind of things to to talk in screenwriting terms, these are actually the things that matter most to us. Um, But one of the ways that we tend to be a little bit different from our characters and not in a good way is that our characters, like in a movie, in a TV show, our characters are really good at relentlessly pursuing these hard things, right? That's what makes them so damn compelling as characters. It's what makes us fall in love with them, right? That they are going for something that they want so bad, that they're making choices every day and trying to get it, choices that are so big, right? That are so passionate. They're the kind of choices that we wish that we could make in our lives. And that's the reason that when we watch these shows and these movies and these plays and these, read these novels, we connect to those characters, even if they're pursuing goals that we don't approve of or agree with or like, or even if they're pursuing goals that are completely external from the realities of our lives. There's a part of us that when we, when we watch those characters, we, we root for them because we go, that's me up there. Or even if it's not me, it's the me I wish I could be. I wish, I wish that I could go for the things that I want with the kind of passion 
that these characters in film and TV go for them. And so the truth is your characters are actually no different from you. They're just distilled versions of you. If you think about your lifetime, you've actually accomplished huge and incredible and challenging things. And the pursuit of those things, sometimes over years and years and years, has changed who you are as a person and, and revealed who you really intend to be, not just to other people, but but to yourself, right? It the the process of overcoming obstacles in pursuit of something that really matters to you doesn't just reveal who you want to be on the outside. It actually reveals who you really are on the inside. It shows you parts of yourself that you weren't aware of. It allows you to be more you. But this weird thing happens to us in life as it does in poorly written screenplays. A poorly written life really is just like a poorly written screenplay in that what happens is it gets diffuse. Rather than feeling the drive, right, the drive of our passions in pursuit of the things that really matter to us, what we end up feeling is the diffusion of the many, 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 many other goals and things and crap that we have to deal with that don't necessarily serve that big objective, right? The things that we're actually spending our time on, the things that we're actually spending our money on, the things that we're actually spending our life doing are, are the things that make us who we are. And yet for so many of us, myself included, the things that we end up spending our life doing, if we're not very, very careful, end up becoming the things that are in front of us rather than the things that really matter. And so what happens is once a year, we all agree to make New Year's resolutions and we think about it and we go, what, what really matters? Like, what do I actually want to do? What do I actually care about? Um, just like with our characters, right? We, as screenwriters and TV writers, we have to come back to that North Star of the super objective. What did they really want? What did they really care about? What really matters to them? What's driving them? And how are they pursuing it? And just like our characters, we, we come back to this idea in the new year, which is smart. And we go, I want this. And then we commit. We say, I'm going to do this. So why the hell don't we do it? Right? Why don't we do it? What actually gets in the way? Because guess what? It's not laziness. You might think it's laziness, but it's not laziness. Um, very few people are actually lazy. Many people are scared. Many people are distracted, but take the laziest kid in the world and watch him for a day and you'll realize that while he seems really lazy when it comes to schoolwork, when it comes to World of Warcraft, he's not lazy at all. He's passionate and driven and focused. Um, take the person who seems lazy when it comes to her screenwriting and you might find that when it comes to answering every email that comes into her inbox, she's extraordinarily fastidious and careful. So what, what really happens, I, I wanna take you out of the laziness trap because when you start to think of yourself as lazy, two things happen. Um, 
Number one, you get into a closed mindset, right? A mindset that basically says, this is what I am, as opposed to this is what I want to be. A mindset that is based on defining you rather than a mindset that's based on curiosity and wonder and hope and change. So this, the second thing that happens is as soon as we start calling ourselves names, whether it's lazy or some, whatever other name you have for the behaviors you don't like, um, what ends up happening is we start to beat ourselves up. And when we start to beat ourselves up, we release a chemical called cortisol and that cortisol knocks us down and makes us feel stuck and unhappy and unmotivated. And so the process by which we're trying to push ourselves into action actually ends up stunting our growth. So I want you to know you're not lazy. It's very unlikely that you're lazy. And even if you are that one half of 1% of people who's actually lazy, that where that's actually the problem, well, that's just who you happen to be today. And if you're a screenwriter, what you know is the way movies work is the way life works, which is the person you are today is not the person you're gonna be at the end of the movie person you are today is not going to be the person you are at the end of the screenplay. And that's really true whether you make any choices or not, right? Um, it really doesn't matter if you make a choice or not. Uh, to quote Rush, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. What ends up happening is one of two things. Either we're going to take the world or the world is going to take us. Either way, we're going on a journey. Um, the difference is if we allow the world to take us, the journey is not going to be that interesting. It's going to be hard to root for yourself if you're simply getting swept along a river. And although you still will change, just like your character still will change, it's harder to go, that's me up there right? It's harder to root for that character who's being carried away by fate and being changed by fate than it is to root for the character who's being changed by the forces of their own will. So how do you change yourself by the forces of your own will? Well, the first step is becoming aware of the river that is carrying you away. And for so many of us, especially writers, we're people of words you know what the main river that carries us away is? It's email. It's email, it's Facebook, it's text messages, right? It's all that stuff that kind of pops up right at the beginning of your day, right? And what happens if you're like most people, if you're like me, I have a terrible habit where, uh, and because I want you to know I'm not I'm not sitting on a pedestal above you. I'm a writer just like you. I'm struggling with the same things every day that you're struggling with. We're, we're all on this journey together. We're all going through the same process. And it's like a Zen Buddhist meditation is coming back to the same process again and again and again that makes you a writer. It's not that one weekend you spent holed up in a cabin in Maine that makes you a writer. It's that process that you come back to daily. So one of my bad habits is I, if I allow myself to sleep with my phone by my bed, there's my phone, right? I will check this thing first thing in the morning. 
and because I run a school and because I'm passionate about teaching and I'm passionate about what's going on, invariably what happens is first thing in the morning, an email comes in that's going to knock me off my course before I've even gotten out of bed. Um, and it might be a great email. It might be, oh my God, this student wants to the students, um, it might be, oh my God, the student has won an award. I want to feature her on Facebook. Or it might be this student sold her script. Or it might be this student needs some advice, right? Or it might be something that's a mess, right? Oh my God, the email that you were working on as a draft just sent out to 18,000 people. Oh my God, this person's call didn't get returned, right? So what ends up happening is it doesn't really matter if it's good or bad suddenly you are chasing that good or bad thing that just happened, that email, that Facebook post, that message, that text, you're chasing that thing before you ever had a chance to decide what's important to you. And as if that wasn't distracting enough, once you get engaged, what starts to happen is other people start to interact with you and those people want things from you too. And so what ends up happening is you have this huge goal that you know you need to work on every day, but somehow every morning you get into the stream and suddenly you're being carried away by the stream. You are not carving your own course. You are running down whatever stream you're used to running down, right? Um, streams flow in beds, right? And those beds tend to run in the same places. And if you get into the current, what's going to happen is that stream is going to take you where you're used to going. It's going to take you where you always go, unless you do the work of building a different stream, unless you build the work of keeping yourself out of that current. Now, here's what I want to say. Nobody is out of that current all the time. Now, fortunately, to make tremendous change in your life, you don't need to be out of the current all the time. And by the way, as a screenwriter, your characters don't need to be out of the current all the time, right? You've probably read screenplays or seen movies or TV shows where the character doesn't seem to have a life outside of what's happening in the show. And that feels fake, right? Just like you, you have other things in your life and those things are part of the richness and the complexity of what makes you you as well. But... Starting your day with the real you, with some real goal setting, with some real priority, right, helps you understand who you want to be. And it helps you make choices during your day. So I'm going to suggest an exercise and a process that will help with you. And this exercise, most of the exercises I give is one of mine. But this exercise does not belong to me. This exercise was created by a woman named Julia Cameron. Uh, and Julia Cameron probably wrote the best book on the creative process ever written. It's a book called The Artist's Way. And if you haven't read it, and more importantly, done it, uh, you want to, uh, because it will change your life. Um, and I'm just going to take a little piece from Julia Cameron. And this is an idea called morning pages. Um, and what you want to do is you want to buy yourself a journal. Um, I like to buy myself nice journals. I used to buy Moleskine journals. And now it turns out that Amazon has a knockoff that is one quarter of the price. And 
is pretty much exactly the same, but I like to have a nice journal, something that feels like leather, you know, something that, that feels important and weighty, you know, not like a yellow pad, something that, something that reminds me that this is sacred, that this is a, a holy process. And instead of sleeping with your phone by your bed, in this new year, in this first 30 days of the new year, I want you to try something different. Is I want you to take your phone and I want you to sleep it, sleep with it in a different room. If you don't have an alarm clock, buy yourself an alarm clock. I want you to sleep with your phone in a different room. And on your nightstand, next to your bed, wherever you used to keep your phone or your iPad, I want you to keep this book, this journal. And when you wake up in the morning, what I want you to do is I want you to write three pages of literally anything. And these pages are called morning pages. And what they do, they're a dumping ground for all that crap in your mind. Uh, so if your morning pages are blah, 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 great. If your morning pages are, I hate waking up, I'm tired, I don't want to do this, great. If your morning pages are a scene or a thought about a character, great. Literally whatever comes out, there's no, there's no requirement for what's in these pages. It's literally the first things you're thinking in the morning. Um, three pages. I like to try to write them nonstop rather than thinking. What writing nonstop does for me is it gets me past my conscious mind and into the world of my subconscious. It gets me past trying to make my writing do what I think it should do. It makes me more of just the transcriber of these thoughts. And I want you to practice as you do your morning pages, don't judge them. Don't worry about them. And don't even go back and read them. These are not for looking at. This is for expurgating. This is for getting that stuff out of you. Right? This is about getting out of that flow of water that you've been caught up in, not just this year, not just last year, but probably your whole life, right? The what what Sid Field will call the ordinary world, right? Um, the the world before you've gone through your change, the world that if you don't step out of it, it's gonna be your world forever. And by the way, even if your world is great, this is still a valuable exercise. You know, one of my heroes as an artist, um, not as a person, but as an artist was Pablo Picasso. And, and if you think about Picasso, every time Picasso figured out something, people would have been happy with Picasso doing the blue period forever. But Picasso wasn't happy. Picasso, as soon as he realized he was in a stream, what he would do is he would step out of it and he would find a more interesting stream a different part of himself that he hadn't explored before. Rather than just being carried away doing the same thing, he would always try to do something new. Uh, and what's, one of the things I think is very interesting is he does such a great job of this in his art and such a terrible job of this in his personal life. And of course, that's true for so many of us as artists, right? We're just better at communicating with, in our art than we are at, at using the same exact strategies in our life. Um, but what I want to be saying to you is that these two things are not 
divergent, they're convergent. And, and learning to do them in your life will help you do them in your scripts. And learning to do them in your scripts, in your art, will help you do them in your life. If you just remember, it's the same process of stepping out of that river that you're in all the time and stepping into a different river. Um, and so let's talk about why it's hard. It's hard because that river doesn't exist yet right? The old river is like a rushing current. And although it might not go anywhere you like, you're used to it. And there's a lot of it there. And it's relatively easy because you've got it in your bones. You're used to doing it that way. And even if there are parts of it that you can't bear, you don't want to ever do again. The truth is there's a certain comfort level with being in familiar territory where the water is flowing and we're used to having a lot of flow, right? Whereas the other stream doesn't even exist yet. And what so many of us are waiting for, right, is, is we're waiting for a flash flood. We're waiting for a flash flood of creativity. Many of us call this sell our script. Sell my script. I'm going to sell my script. Then I'm going to have this flash flood of creativity where suddenly there's all this water, right? There's suddenly all this creativity. And now all I have to do is write. And I write all the time. And I live like an artist. And I don't worry about money anymore. For some of us, it's even bigger. It's like, I have to win an Academy Award and then I'll be an artist, right? For some of us, it's more personal. You know, I need to prove my dad wrong or my mom wrong or my aunt wrong or my boyfriend wrong or my girlfriend wrong, right? That we feel like we have to prove ourselves and then we'll be in this flow. Or I have to quit my job when I don't have to have a job anymore. Then I'll just be an artist, right? We, we're looking for this flash flood where our whole lives change. And, and one of the things I don't like about New Year's resolutions is New Year's resolutions are built around this flash flood idea, this idea that, bang, everything changes all at once. And in my experience, what usually happens in a flash flood is not like a wonderful new path of creativity. What happens is a lot of destruction and oddly, the water doesn't end up channeled anywhere. It just ends up dispersing and sinking back into the ground. Uh, oddly, this is true with lottery winners as well. Another form of flash, flash flood. You know, everybody dreams, if I just win the lottery, then my life will be easy. But the truth is, most lottery winners, they end up losing it all. They end up broke again. A lot of crazy this and destruction and then nothing because they didn't build the bed before they filled it with water. If you actually think about how a river flows, right, how it begins, it begins with a single drip, right? And if you can get that little drip going, eventually that little drip creates a rivulet. Right? It just creates a little rivulet, a little groove to which more water can flow. And if that water keeps flowing, eventually that rivulet will turn into something deeper and something deeper and something deeper and something deeper until eventually you have a whole riverbed. And at that point, you can pour as much water into it as you want, and it will still carry, it will contain, it will, be, it will harness the power of that water rather than diffusing it and spreading it. 
So you can think of the morning pages are like, they're like the purge of the old river. They're the place, and it takes about 15 minutes in the morning to do this. So you might want to practice waking up 15 minutes earlier so that you can actually do it or starting work 15 minutes later so that you can actually do it. It's a great year to start that, right? No one is, if you're 15 minutes later, you're working from home, you're going to be okay. So 15 minutes earlier, 15 minutes later, creating this time. And the morning pages, the morning pages are are first in the early phases, they're often just about recognizing the river you're currently in. And the river you're currently in might be concerns about money or the river you're currently in might be concerns about I'm not good enough or concerns about your relationship or concerns about what you're writing or confusion or pieces that you need to understand about your life or about your script or places that you feel you need help, right? We don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. If you sit and do math on your morning pages, great. Whatever comes out, right? The morning pages are just the place where you recognize the water you're currently in. You recognize what you like about it and you recognize what you don't. And simply the process of doing the morning pages, it's impossible to actually look at yourself in the mirror every day and not make choices. We, make, we fail to make choices because we forget that we're being carried away by all this water, right? We just think that's life. So the first step in these morning pages is that we are just acknowledging it. We're getting it out of our head. We're getting it onto the page so that we can present ourselves for the rest of our day from a calm place. The second piece of this, when you finish those three pages, there's a little technique that you can use. And this works whether you've set a New Year's resolution or not. Um, but remember, it's not the big goal that gets you there, it's the little one. So when you finish your morning pages, you get all those thoughts out. What I want you to write down is I want you to write down one thing, just one, just one thing that you can do today that will help you serve your bigger goal. And what's really important is it must be something you can do today, okay? Today with what today is really going to look like. Not something you can do this week or over the next two days. Something you can do today that is one small step towards that goal, that is one drop into that river. So that might be, I'm going to write for seven minutes. That might be, I'm going to read this book for research. That might be, I'm just going to take a walk and just think. That might be literally anything, literally anything that is a step towards the pursuit of your goal. And when you sit down to do your morning pages the next day, you're not going to reread everything before. You're just going to look at the goal you wrote down. And if you achieved it, you're going to check it off and you're going to celebrate that. And if you didn't achieve it, you're going to ask yourself, you're not going to beat yourself up. You're not going to punish yourself. You're going to ask yourself, what got in the way? And how will I achieve that goal today? So this is my twist on this incredible Julia Cameron exercise. The Julia Cameron, the morning page part is about getting it out. 
this part is about setting one goal. And I want this to be an artistic goal. If you're not a screenwriter and you happen to be listening to this, great. You can use this. You want to get your MBA, great. What's the first step towards getting your MBA? But if you are a screenwriter, if your New Year's resolution has to do with your screenplay, if your super objective has to do with your writing or your art, I want you to make sure that the thing you write down has something to do with your writing or your art. And I want to make sure that it's something you can do today. And I want you to do this for 30 days. I want you to notice at the end of those 30 days how incredibly much further you are towards that goal. How incredibly much further along your path you are. I also want you to notice if any patterns come up for you that are getting in the way. If there's something that happens on Thursdays that knocks you off of your goal, is there, wow, that's so interesting. That one goal, I wrote it every day for three weeks before I finally did it. What's that about? Is that about fear? Is that about, is that about frustration? Is that about busyness? Am I setting my goal too big? Is the goal not clear? Am I not scheduling it? Am I not being realistic about it? it? Do I need to break it down into smaller steps? I want you to really think about that. So if you are falling short, instead of beating yourself up and pushing yourself, what I want you to do is I want you to get really, really curious. I want you to wonder, what is that about? Is there something I'm afraid of? Is this really the step I want to take? Or is this a step other people are telling me I can take? What's the step that I really want to take? What's getting in the way? How can I make sure that today I take a step if I didn't do it yesterday? So coming at it from that place of curiosity, these first 30 days are not the day to achieve your goal. They're the days to achieve some steps, to start taking our feet out of that stream that's been carrying us and start moving ourselves to the stream, the new stream that we want to build. This is where we start that tiny flow that's going to build that rivulet that will eventually one day become a great river. So I'm wishing you all a happy new year and a new year filled with creativity and achievement real achievement of your spiritual and creative goals. If you're enjoying this podcast and it's helping your writing, then come study with me. You can do it for free every Thursday night as part of our Quarantinis program, where a faculty member and I do a deep dive into some aspect of screenwriting, share a writing exercise with our fabulous community of screenwriters, and even give a little bit of feedback. It's a really wonderful experience. It's free or by donation, and all donations that are made are supporting our COVID scholarship fund, where we've given away over $98,000 of scholarships since March to help our students who have been affected by the crisis afford our classes and afford to be able to continue in our program. So if you'd like to be a part of that, then come join us. It's every Thursday night, writeyourscreenplay.com slash quarantinis.